0: You're listening to No Names All Game.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of No Names All Game. Today is Thursday, September 9th. Your number 11. Nittany Lines officially host Ball State. I don't even know what their mascot is because I call them Ball State and that's it. Uh, we got a little bit of a preview for you. My name is Chris Hankin, joined as always by my co-host Pat Calicchio. We did not get a recap episode done this week. Having some internet issues, having some uh, some technical difficulties, but I think we're back. I think we're ready to roll. Pat went to Disneyland today.
0: Pat, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Disneyland was a lot of fun and I'm pretty sure ball it's the Ball State Cardinals.
1: Yeah, probably, I probably could have figured that out. I think that's, like, just their their visual logo. Like, I knew it was a red bird, but I didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> uh, so I don't think I've been to Disneyland in, like, years. Um, give me the highlights. Give me the rundown. How was it?
0: A lot of fun. Um, got to go on the uh, the big Star Wars ride, the one you have to, like, make a reservation for. Oh, that's um, cool. It's called Rise of the Resistance. Very Not like a roller coaster ride, but just a super cool experience. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is always a, a crowd pleaser. The the old Tower of Terror, um, and I, I I'll be honest with you. I think the best ride ride at Disney is the Incredicoaster. Coaster. Okay, are fun. you a big
1: roller coaster guy?
0: Love roller coasters. Okay, see, I'm uh, not
1: a roller coaster guy. Um, I hate heights and I get motion sickness, so the combination mm, doesn't not really a good work combo. For me. Yeah, no. Um, I went to I went to Disneyland like years ago when I was living in L.A. Um, went to Harry Potter World and spent my whole time just walking around and and that's Universal. Around. But okay, same shit in my head. Same <laughs> shit. Um, if it's a theme park and it's got places where I can hang out and go on rides, it's it's all Disneyland. Yeah, one
0: head. of them's down in Anaheim. The other one I used to work at.
1: Really? Okay. most host
0: of your podcast. <laughs>
1: okay. Good to know. Like I said, I, I'm very good with geography. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about Penn State football, your number 11, Netany Lions. Let's do a – we're going to do a quick Wisconsin recap. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's Friday. Uh, Ball State is happening. Um, every, everything's been said. But we're going to try something a little new this year. Uh, so we want to get it done. Historically, if you've listened to the show, uh, our recaps, we go through the game and we give out two awards. We give out the Lion and the Lamb. Uh, The lion is the MVP, the lamb is sort of the LVP, least valuable player. Um, last year, we, we kind of got did away from it because it was such a weird year. I didn't want to be negative. Um, and I kind of like just getting rid of it. So we're going to get rid of the Lamb Award. We're not going to pick out a least valuable player. It doesn't seem very productive. Um, instead, we're going to come up with just a couple of random awards each uh, and hopefully creatively name them. Uh, I'm shamelessly stealing this from one of my favorite podcasts, Talking Yanks. It's something that they do for every Yankee series. I really like them. Uh, so I'm taking their idea. Um, so let's start, as we always do, with Lion, your MVP of the week against Wisconsin. It was a hell of a game. Penn State wins 16-10, uh, nerve-wracking. I tweeted out, never a doubt. Of course, there were many, many doubts. Uh, Who is your lion for the Wisconsin game?
0: Got to go with Jaquan Brisker. My guy had how many, like four tackles, but the big one was the interception with like the 35-yard return. He was breaking up passes all day. He was just flying all over the place. I've been saying for I want to say three years now that this kid was going to be a star for Penn State. And it is looking like a great prediction. Uh, he just he anchored that defense. And I mean, we don't talk about Lion. Heart of a Lion, this guy just fighting through injuries all day, keeps coming back on the field, notices a quarterback tendency while he's, you know, trying to loosen up, riding the bike, and exploits it late in the game for the win. I mean, Jaquan Brisker. Gotta love him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's the wow. easy choice, obviously. Um, it, it is crazy that he was out so often and, and still played through it all. Like, you would think, you know, arguably the best player in your defense. Working through injury, you might not want to risk that. But at the same time, it's arguably your, the biggest game of the year. You know, you have to. Um, so, uh, you know, shout out to him for fighting through it. And I think it's one thing you said that I, I haven't seen a lot of people give credit for is the return on that interception. Um you remember, we intercepted that ball. We gave them the ball back, right? We, we, after that yeah. interception, we did punt away and give them the ball back. Um, if he doesn't return that all the way, that field position is very different. Uh, Wisconsin has a chance to score a little bit easier. Um, I didn't really think about that. So, so good call on you, uh, Jaquan Brisker. You're a lion, my guy. Big time. Um, I had a feeling you were going to go with him. Uh, there's a couple of guys I think it could have gone to. Uh, but I'm going with Ellis Brooks, um, keeping it on the defensive side. Uh, he was just a monster. Uh, first half uh, he got ejected. I think it was third quarter when he, when he got ejected for targeting Um, but 11 tackles one sack uh, and he was just everywhere. He had a couple of third down stops. He had a couple of big plays um, and linebacker is something that I was kind of like, I don't know about concerned but curious like okay we have Brandon Smith who's supposed to be like the next big guy we have Curtis Jacobs who's a you know a five-star second year hopefully settling in and then in my head it's like middle linebacker was like all right you got Ellis Brooks you got Jesse Lucetta, are they going to split time is Luketta really just going to be a DN? like how's that actually going to work um, and this made me very confident in Ellis Brooks as our middle linebacker like showed me he can play the position, he can do it against a good team, uh, and he can be like a veteran force in the middle of that defense that we need. Uh, so Ellis Brooks, you're my line. Great game from Ellis Brooks, man. Yeah, so he will be out, I believe, the first half of this game because of the targeting
0: rule. Did you think that was targeting? Um, I mean, listen, based on what the rule is, yes, it was. He lowered his head, and, and he'd, obviously he didn't mean to do it, he didn't hit the other guy in the helmet, but he lowered his head and the first thing to make contact was the crown of his helmet. It like, it's like the textbook target, I recall.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll say Graham Martz ate that um he, he stayed on the That that's a big hit honestly <laughs> stayed he on his he feet took it second. better than
0: Alice brooks did
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but th- this is why you know everyone says we need a targeting one and a targeting two like you know if if, if it's if, silly. If, like you said textbook definition sure 15 yard penalty but don't eject the guy if it's malicious if you can tell he was going for a dirty hit sure get him out or if he does it twice in the game sure get him out um but it sucks to lose a guy like that so uh yeah, we're missing I, I just the first I time.
0: haven't heard a good reason why it's an automatic ejection. Like the only argument I've, I've really ever heard is that adding a target one and two would just be adding more subjectivity to it. But like, so what? We need that though. Yeah. we You're, need add, you're adding a subjectivity that gets less people thrown. It's not like more people are going to get thrown out because the rule is more su- subjective. Like there, there will be room for worse calls because there'll be guys who get thrown out who shouldn't, but that's still better than everyone getting thrown out.
1: Exactly. I think it was the, you know, what was it? Uh, the Sunday night game, oh, old mists and Louisville. Four guys. Four guys got ejected from that game. It's That's absurd. I mean, that can, that can truly change the landscape of a game. And like, yeah, we can, we can talk about that forever, but it is what it is. Will I mean, what was it? Like three
0: match? years ago, um, one of our, like our, I forget who it was early on, got thrown out in that Michigan game and then we ended up getting blown out.
1: Yeah, One yeah, of our yeah, defenders. Yeah. I forget um, who. But, like, I don't remember either, just, but I remember what you're talking it about. It made
0: such a big difference when it happened
1: yeah yeah it did so that sucks we'll miss him for the first half but uh hopefully um i'd imagine jesse lucetta just steps into that role and and they rotate some other dns in um all right let's get some other awards going again this is new bear with us we're trying it out uh the award can be anything you want you can name it anything you want you can give it to whoever you want uh pat what's your first award what do you got
0: first award i'm gonna go with the uh i'm stealing this one from talking yanks too it's prestigious award i'm talking okay stepping stone award
1: Wow, it's a good, it's a good award. Who's it for? Stepping, stepping stone, stone Award.
0: Stone. Are you gonna guess who it is?
1: Oh, um, Stepping Stone Award
0: could be like a Keandre Lambert, maybe. It is Keandre Lambert wow. Smith. You know, um, I think you know you and I both had that like the same mentality of basically outside of Parker Washington and Jahan Dotson, we just didn't know who'd be getting the ball most the season. Uh, Keandre Lambert Smith comes in, gets the second most targets second most yards and had some big moments. I think he had two really big catches in a row or like shortly together. And he's even talked about how, you know, he's trying to put like bad plays behind him now and that's helped him move forward. So stepping stone to greater things, DeAndre Lambert-Smith. I love it. That's a great award.
1: Uh, Mine are not nearly cleverly named. They're a little bit more direct, but um, I have a couple. My first one uh, we're going to go positive. It's called a, it's called punt name. Easy uh to play on to play on pimping ain't easy for those okay. that didn't get it out there punting ain't easy uh it goes to jordan stout man uh punting isn't easy it is a hard thing to do to be consistent to be good in college football and he was great um we all got very mad at the missed extra point and the missed 24 yard chip shot uh i was tweeting out where's Pinniger? where's Pinniger?" uh and i wasn't really clamoring for Pinniger, like oh he should be in there but it's like I had just gotten used to he's the short guy. So, like, why are we differing from that? Um, from what we hear, Stout will handle all duties going forward. But the, the award right now is for his punting ability. He had seven punts averaging 54 yards uh, with a long of 74. It was good enough to get him Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week, despite the misses. Um, and then in, in a defensive battlefield position is huge. So for him to, to flip the field for us a couple times, um, put them, you know, back deep in their own territory, I think is, is huge. Uh, and, and honestly, he wasn't, he wasn't outstanding last year as a punter. He was good enough. Um, but if you remember, he, he came in, you know, as a kicker, uh, Blake Gillikin was our punter when he first came in, I think. Um, so for him to kind of have a year where he's figuring it out and then come in this year and show like, Hey, he can not only be good, but he can be a factor in that, in that punting game. Uh, I I thought that was really, really incredible. So punting ain't easy. You made it look easy. Jordan. I like it.
0: Award number two. What do you got? I'm going with the Bob's award. Can you guess who it goes to? The Bob's Bob's award. I don't know. All right. One of my favorite late night eateries in Los Angeles. Bob's big boy and the Bob's big boy award is going to Arnold Ebiketti boy. He was holding down the big boys all day, six tackles. And so many of them seem to just come at like the biggest moments. He's, you know, guy comes in as a transfer um, to a team that has had a strong defensive line presence. um, And I thought did a great job of the, one of the things our defense struggled with the most last season. And what I was really worried about coming to this, into this game, gap integrity. Mm. That was huge, this, this game. You know, they still got some running yards in, but the, the big plays weren't there. They weren't able to just run on us at will. Arnold was my Bob's Big Boy Award.
1: I love that. I had him on my list. I figured you'd have him too. Mine was literally just called welcome to the big 10. So yours is much cooler. Uh, Bob's, Bob's big boy sounds <laughs> a lot better. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a breath of fresh air. Like there was so much uncertainty this off season of, are we going to have a pass rush losing Shaka Tony and Jason Owe. Um And Ketty came in and I mean, this sounds bad, but he had more sacks in one game than Oway had all last year. Like yeah. you know, that's nice. He had a sack. He had, you know he had two tackles for loss he was in the backfield he was a presence uh, and that's not a knock on O.A. we we know it was a weird year he's going to do incredible things in the nfl um but but to have someone that looks like we can count on um, while we figure out what that other side is nick tarbert looked looked good at times um you know and they'll they'll rotate other guys in um he's going to be an anchor of this defense and then that was that was a nice sort of weight off the shoulders to see that in week 1 against a good offensive line um, all right, my last award. Uh, and this is where this is where you get a little creative. If you want to get something a little negative in there, you can put it in an award without just calling the guy out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this award is called, and you'll absolutely guess who this is, it's, I appreciate you airing it out, but let's settle down a bit. <laughs> who do you think that's going to? It's got to be Sean Clifford, right? Yeah, Sean Clifford. Um, I... I I love that we're taking shots downfield. I love seeing your offense. Uh, Let's talk about the second half because the first half was a little bit ugly. Um, Love that we're taking shots downfield. Love that Cliff looks fairly comfortable um, in the pocket compared to some of the the panicky that we saw last year. Um, But this is from me being a casual fan and not understanding X's and O's and all of that completely. It looked like he was putting so much air on every single ball. Um, Obviously we had the one, touchdown to Jahan which was beautiful very nice pass the guy was wide open Um, but then he had the one where he overthrew him by a mile which would have been another easy touchdown Uh, there were a couple other plays where I was just like whoa like it seemed like just way overthrown there was one on I think it was the right sideline it ended up being a penalty but overthrew a tight end by a mile Um, so I, I think it was like first game jitters a little bit so like hey I appreciate what you're doing love to see the aggressiveness love to see the arm talent but like let's settle in a little bit. So, and you can see on that last, that last one to Jahan, he let up and, and didn't, we didn't score a touchdown on that one cause he was correcting for it. So yeah. it's game one. It's not really a negative. It's, it's more of a, I love what I'm seeing, but let's, let's find that sweet spot.
0: Yeah. I thought, you know, he was good, not great. He did what he had to do for the win, especially when you consider first game of the season, new offensive coordinator and one of the three best defenses we'll see all year. You you put all that in the mix and you got to be pretty happy with the guy's performance. Absolutely. Which is
1: why, again, it's, it's a good, the, the award starts with, I appreciate you. And I mean that I've been, I've been, I've said what I've said about Clifford, but overall, I appreciate you. Um, All right. You got anything else for Wisconsin? That's all I had.
0: Um, You know what? Just love. It wasn't the cleanest game. It wasn't the prettiest game we're going to see, but I can't tell you how thrilled I am with this win, man. Um, like of all the things that were bad about last season gap integrity on defense pulling losses from victories turning the ball over we did we changed all of it, it yeah shout different. out shout out
1: no turnovers no turnovers yeah That's no huge.
0: we protected the ball we got a gutsy win and we pulled out a win from an ugly game which we couldn't do to save our lives last season
1: Yeah, I was was truly, truly terrified that we were going to lose that game 17-16 and the missed extra point was going to come to bite us. Not being able to get a first down after the brisker interception was going to come back to bite us. Like I was very scared that that was going to happen. And that would just be such a sour taste in the mouth to start the season um and shout, also shout out uh jair brown with the with the final game ceiling yeah. interception because they, they had a chance even at the end um you know a lot of a lot of great things on this defense uh yeah cliff was good not great um you, you have to be happy with it a win on the road in front of fans um seems like a crazy atmosphere with the jump around and all of that so we want to know baby we want to know Brings us to the Ball State Cardinals uh, coming into Happy Valley first game at Beaver Stadium with fans in over a year. Like I said, number eleven right now. Uh, Ball State is in the MAC. They are one zero. They beat Western Illinois last week. Um, They were seven and one last year, but again, that's playing within the MAC. You know, they're they're a good MAC team, if you will. Um, But I I I don't think we're going to say anything too shocking or appalling in this preview. Uh, So let's get right into it. What to watch for. That uh, what are you looking for in this game?
0: I mean, listen, this game is going to be – These are, it's not like these are a bunch of bums out here in Ball State. I think, yeah, for a non-Power 5 team, they're going to be pretty good. But this should be a game where Penn State shows us how good we can be. This is, our, this is the game where we get to see our ceiling. Yeah. You know, how good can Sean Clifford be? How good – how dominant can our defensive line be? That's the things you're looking for in this game. How badly can we exploit our strengths?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, You know, it's funny, week one, uh, everyone was saying, uh, oh, don't look now, look at what Will Levis is doing in Kentucky. Uh, And he played a nobody, but he put up almost 400 yards passing, three or four touchdowns, and looked the part of an SEC quarterback. Like, I'm hoping what we see in this game is that same thing for Sean Clifford of this is an inferior opponent. This is, yeah, sure. They're, they're not an FCS or anything like that, but we are a better team than ball state. We should be able to move the ball at will. Um, I agree with you. We, this should be the ceiling. Um, I I went a little bit more specific on mine. What to watch for is, is the O-line. Um, that was one thing that was really disappointing in Wisconsin. Again, it's it's a good front seven. It's one of the better defenses we'll play, um, but it was it was tough to watch at times, especially in that first half where we weren't moving the ball at all. I think we had three rushing yards at half, um, something like that. Uh, Fifty rushing yards for the game on 18 attempts. So We averaged 2.8. Um, that's just not going to do it. There were two sacks, but a lot of pressure. We we weren't we just weren't controlling the line at all. Um, so so what I'm watching for is the O line not not just taking that step and being better but being dominant like i said like you know this is a lesser team that we should we should control the line of scrimmage we should be able to run at will clifford shouldn't be sacked at all um like i, I look back at some of their stats i don't have it off the top of my head but like they're they're not a team that over the last year or two has has gotten like an insane amount of sacks um we we, we should have a clean pocket all day and clifford should be able to work through his progressions understand the offense see how these things move and and this is a tune-up. Like, this should be the tune-up game for
0: Auburn the week after. Yeah, I mean, they let up 21 points to Western Illinois. We should be, <laughs> we should be threatening to hang up a 50 spot on that. Yeah, yeah, Which, I agree. This is what it looks like. And I agree. the only reason I kind of stayed away from the O-line was because, like, this game will prove – like, yeah, I want to see the O-line dominate, but it will prove nothing to me about our offensive line because they're supposed to dominate this game. Completely
1: agree. Completely agree. It won't prove anything. But on but the other could, side, yeah. it will scare me. It will yes. scare me if we struggle. Like, I uh, if, we, if we even struggle a little bit, I'm going to be like, oh, God. When we yeah. get into the heart of Big Ten play, that's going to be a little bit worse. I do so, agree with that. Positive vibes. I uh, imagine Eric Wilson gets to start at left guard. Uh, Anthony Wiggin only played the first couple series and then got pulled. He didn't look great. Um, so, you know, hopefully you start to see this this line gel with the five starters and 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 really move, move their front force.
0: I will say, though, I was happy that at what we were able to do with the offense after the first half without getting real push on the offensive line. We, we only got sacked twice all game, which was like, that was the number we put it at. You don't want more than two. Um, And uh, you saw your get like creative to create some, like get some running space, you know, little shovel passes and things like that. And we couldn't get anything done inside the tackles, but at least we got, we were able to do things that I feel like against, teams with good defensive lines we've never been able to do.
1: True. Yeah, you saw, like, a lot of motion that we haven't seen in the past. I, I think Parker Washington was in motion all over the place. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more coming out of that, coming out of formations, coming out of the, the movements uh, and the tempo that we saw. You know, we saw a lot of tempo. Um, so I think all of that together we're going to see more of. Uh, now it's just can the offensive line protect. Yeah. All right. Don't be surprised if – uh, what shouldn't we be shocked about?
0: I mean, don't be surprised if Ball State scores a couple more points than you expect. I think this is a team that has some offensive firepower. I think that's sort of their identity as a team. Um, you know, they put up 31 in their first game. Uh, their last game of last season, they put up 30-something points. Again, it's not against us, but don't, be, like, don't expect a shutout. You know, nope. don't, don't be shocked if they score the same amount of points as Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, mine is is kind of similar in a sense. Um, my I was going to talk about the run game. I was going to say don't be surprised if we get the run game going, just because it was so abysmal last week. But um, honestly, I, I think I'm going to give a little bit more of, of one that we don't talk about often. Is uh, don't be surprised if we see Taquan Roberson in the fourth quarter uh, at QB. Um, this should be this should be a, a, I, I'll say it. This should be a blowout. Like we we should as a significantly more talented team with the weapons that we have, we should, like you said, threaten to hang 50. Uh, This should be a blowout. We should have a comfortable lead going into the fourth quarter. Uh, And you have to get your backup, some actual game reps, like, this kid has thrown like three or four or taken like three or four snaps in his entire collegiate career. Like you have to be prepared for, you know, knock on wood, (laughs) God forbid, something happens to Clifford. Um, You know, they talked all season about, are they going to bring in a transfer to have some depth and they didn't. So Roberson's your backup. Like uh, you have Roberson and you have value, the true freshman. So I think in a game like this, where, um, you know, you get to a point of being comfortable heading into the fourth quarter with the lead. Um, don't be surprised if you see take on Roberson and to your point of of letting up some points. You know, you you might see some some backups on the defensive side too, where maybe they get some late, a late touchdown or something that we weren't expecting. So I could definitely see that as well. Uh, key to victory.
0: What's uh, what's going to get us over the top? What's going to give us this win? I and mean, like honestly, the key to victory is just don't blow it. Mm-hmm. That's really all it comes <laughs> down to it's like. Don't turn the ball over. Don't give up home runs. And this, there's no way this game should be close. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah, saying my, these guys exactly are bombs, but like, we've got our, our team is just loaded with four star players. Their team is not. Right. I know stars aren't everything, but they're something. Yeah. And we're, we're going to be bigger, we're going to be faster, and we're going to be more talented. You come into a game like that, you really shouldn't lose.
1: Yeah, my mine is exactly the same. Mine is don't look ahead, don't overthink it. Like obviously, I think everyone has the whiteout on their mind, has Auburn on their mind, um, and and even like preseason, people were kind of circling this game. Some of like the 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 bigger like uh, NCAA nation, NCAA twenty four seven on Twitter. Like some of these some of these accounts were like, oh, Ball State versus Penn State could be interesting. Like don't don't overthink ball state. They're pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm just like, I'm at the point where like seeing what we did against a very good Wisconsin team. Like, I just, I don't have like a worry. Like the only way we lose this game is if we get cute, if we overthink it, if we're looking ahead to Auburn and, and we're just, you know, not paying attention, we're sleeping. So
0: yeah.
1: don't blow it. <laughs> um, all right. Prediction time. Uh, so the line right now is Penn state minus 22 and a half. Um, over under is set at 58. Are we getting a Calikio Classic?
0: Actually, we're not.
1: Wow. Okay, what do you got?
0: Um I'm gonna say I'm taking the I'm taking Penn State with the points. Okay. And I'm gonna go fifty uh fifty-five to go 50 55 to 10
1: Fifty-five to ten. Wow. Okay. So you're 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 taking the Hank and hard line. You got plenty with the points actually, and the over.
0: So, I think the over went up recently because I thought it was at. I thought it was a little bit lower. My first prediction was forty-eight ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, now nah, up the points, baby. <laughs> I think I think it's fifty-eight. I looked
1: earlier. It could it could have moved, but it, it's it's going to be No, high. you're
0: right. It, okay. it opened at fifty-four, and that's got why it. at first I was like,
1: <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so my prediction, which is this is crazy, I actually have a Calico Classic on my hands, which is maybe might be, might be the first time in the history of this show that I am oh. under. Um, I have, I, have, I have Penn State forty-one, Ball State thirteen, um, which puts me at fifty-four. So it's not that far off. And if I was actually going to a sports book and putting money down, I would I would bet the over. I would because I think. Garbage time, anything can happen. I think we're going to put up a lot of points early. Um, But in the sake of this show and trying to be right a little bit more often, because I just blindly take the over all the time and I'm always wrong. Um, So watch me take the under now and we'll fucking go over by a hundred. But yeah, I I just think like, if we're comfortable going into the fourth quarter and and getting some backups in there, I think it could slow the scoring down a little bit. That's why I have it at 41. Um, Wouldn't shock me if we flirt with 50. That wouldn't shock me at all. So um both have comfortable victories both have high point totals uh if you guys have bets if you're in a state that has betting go out there bet the over it's fun rooting for points is always fun um but this should be this should be hopefully a much more relaxing game to watch on Saturday 3:30 kick uh against a lesser opponent at home should be a fun one uh, anything else for you pat
0: um U.S. World Team Trials for Wrestling this weekend. Ooh. Watch out for Zane Rutherford, Jason Olf, Carter Storaki, all in the mix. Should be a fun time.
1: And that is Pat Colicchio with your wrestling update. As always, um, hope you guys enjoyed this. Let us know what you think about the awards. Uh, if you guys have ideas for awards, tweet them at us after the game. Let us know
0: if you guys have any funny ones. Yeah, just give um, us a name, and we'll come up with a player.
1: Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah, if you if you have a good award that you wanna you want us to don't solve even it out, tell
0: us what the award actually is. Just give us the <laughs> name. And yeah, just make tell us up the what name, it's
1: about. Tell us the name of the award. We will make it up. Um, tweet at us. Sorry, we missed the earlier episode. We hope that this made up for it, uh, and we will be back early next week with a recap of this one. Let's go one to zero this week. We are.